<laughs> and we are back. Yeah, my voice is... I'm losing my voice because of the allergies, not the Rona. <laughs> so yeah, Star Wars stuff. John Boyega has been on a freaking roll since Rise of Skywalker came out. I love Rise of Skywalker, but yeah, this could have been much better. You know, he's been talking a lot about the whole thing. Like, everyone, all the fans basically saying, Oh my gosh, we love, the, we, we stand Raylo, which is basically shipping both Kylo Ren and Rey. And we knew that was going to come into it, but he was just like, Dude, he's dead. Like, if anything, Finn will be with Rey. He's been saying that. He's been going after, you know, saying basically, like, all the rewrites were like Disney sanctioned, basically. You know, he, he's, he has, he's, he's a mad lad when it comes to this stuff. Kinda, he's still a ghost. We already brought up like when pictures for Dune came out, Oscar Isaac looked badass as Duke Leto. Just to uh, bring this back up, he was like, "Why couldn't we do this in Star Wars?" And it comes down to, well, the mouse doesn't want seriousness when it comes to Star Wars. They see it more as a kids thing than George Lucas did. At least George Lucas treated the prequels, you know, even though they're romanticized pol political shit uh, things, he treated it like, okay, kids are gonna understand this. They're gonna like what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. And even when they have the good story, they're like, "Oh, we think it's a little too scary." And it's like yeah. you f you forget in the seventies, y'all had some scary ass cartoons, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Black Cauldron was scary as hell. Try making it. Try making that now. That was that was uh, I rewatched that a while back. Him like it was him having a nightmare of joining Nazi Germany, and that was friggin' that was creepy as hell. Yeah, while making while making uh bullets. <laughs> You'll make this now. But uh, you know that was one thing that actually with the sequel trilogy, you know I've I've been hinting at this like I really do want to you know put my writing chops to good use and just write like a five <laughs> a five movie uh, treatment. For like what the sequel trilogy should have been, cause for example, for example, when you have a character like Ray who's gonna get ostracized like a motherfucker by other writers, saying like, "Oh, she's a Mary Sue" and all that, you gotta, you know, just to stave those assholes off, gotta have some kind of character going like, "I did this for you, I trained you in this, you're doing very well," you know, something like that. So I had thought of like, okay, how do we do? How do? How would I do this? Like where it actually pays respect to both trilogies and the thing i thought of making the big bad of this of a five movie thing darth crate basically having it where he's linked to both trilogies also and the person i would give to you know play darth crate is definitely just like hugh jackman would be great as that you know just get him like shredded and just bulked up huge jackman <laughs> huge jackman and the way I would do it is basically you keep Force Awakens, you just alter it a little bit to where he's in the story, you know, this character's in the story and he's doing this. One thing I always found funny was how does how the hell does uh, Han Solo know how the Force works when he yells at Finn about how that's not the Force, how the Force works. <laughs> so, you know, him saying that, just have that character go, how do you know, you freaking smuggler? <laughs> so basically, yeah. Yeah, I smuggle stuff. I know how the force works. <laughs> so basically, you do it like this. Like I already, I had titled some of them when I was trying to write it. You know, like you keep Force Awakens, you keep Last Jedi. You just do Last Jedi, where basically we find out that Luke Skywalker has a son, and 
you look at it from this point, like Kylo Ren and who I would name Jason Solo, his, uh, you know, Jason Skywalker, you know, because Ben Solo is actually Ben Skywalker in the extended universe and all that. Just have it where it's Ben and Jason. And they basically, it's like, it's like Anakin Skywalker's, you know, grandchildren. It's like his heart, the darkness and the cockiness and the bright, you know, the dark side, bright side with both of them. They're both just like him in different ways. And you have it where every time they fought, it was a friggin' stalemate. So that would be in Last Jedi instead of the stuff we got. There was no reason for Luke Skywalker to die in <laughs> in uh, Last Jedi. And, you know, we're, we're, we're treading on common ground, you know, on already tread on ground. But the way I would do it, if he was supposed to die, have it where this character that Hugh Jackman would play, Darth Krayt, he reveals himself as Darth Krayt, and he's not trying to kill him. He's just there to make him exhausted. So when he does try to save the Resistance, he dies doing it. And that makes more sense. Yeah. And the other person that messed up was Ryan Johnson. Like, Ryan Johnson took it as like, okay, I'm going to bring it back to what Star Wars is really about. You watch the movies, you should know that it's about good versus evil. Like, you shouldn't just... It's about World War II. Yeah. It's about good versus evil and all that. And you should not just, you know, make it where it's a car chase where one car loses and loses gas. <laughs> So, the thing I would do, like, for the third, you know, for a third one, you don't do Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker would have been the last one. You know, the, the last one would be, like, the Rise of the Sith Eternal. You have Palpatine in it. He gets killed by Darth Krayt, and Darth Krayt takes over the Sith Eternal, and he turns Rey into a Sith Lord. That would have been slick if they turned Rey into a Sith Lord for at least one, one episode. Yeah, but then you're gonna get those people like, oh, no, I think that's Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But hey, you deal with that anyway, and you have it where like, don't worry, don't worry, we're doing good shit here. And then the, the no, you hurt my feelings. <laughs> I'm triggered right now. <laughs> so the fourth one, I would, I don't know what I would have titled it. It'd probably been like uh the Sith, the new Sith War or something like that. And it's basically you know a nice, you know, some nice battle pieces right there, some battle set pieces against the Sith Eternal. The thing I would have did with the Sith Eternal, though, don't make them all human. Make, like, the, just the troopers human, and then their commanding officers, you make them, like, Masasi warriors from Clone Wars, those big dudes with the the, sp uh, the spiny hair. Oh, yeah. That would have been slick, and have them all trained where they were, like, trained like Darth Maul from his battle data and whatnot. So it's like every time they faced them, it was a do-or-die situation. Make them cruel as hell. Then the fifth one would be Rise of Skywalker, and... You wouldn't end up killing off Ben Solo. They kill Darth Krayt, but it's like Rey has lost her father. You know, she found out she's a Palpatine. She joined the dark side. She'd been raised by this guy, and she had to kill him. Like, it'd be like losing... It would, it would be much more... Like, the victory in Rise of Skywalker didn't feel like it was due. Like, we didn't get I just to... Don't like, I just don't like how they killed Han Solo. Yeah, that was one thing. And, like, they took a break from the... Wait. Uh, like to everybody to re like recover from that, and then a little break, and then another movie. Luke Skywalker dies. Yeah, you know what? That was one thing too. That was one thing I thought of too. Like the re like everyone always got on like Admiral Holdo for looking how she looked, and I, you know, when you read the actual book for Rise of Skywalker, they had a memorial for Han Solo before the First Order attacked them, and that shit was cut from the movie, and whoever. 
whoever edited these movies together fucked up because you just you like they that's what they did with rise of skywalker you could tell there were lines that were taken from it they cut that stuff just to get to the action and that's not what you do with a star wars movie you don't just go to the action you go to the actual story that causes the action Yeah, and it would have made more sense if they kept that line. I said this in the first episode of this show with Palpatine. When Kylo Ren finds out he's a clone, he goes, more of a cl more than a clone, less than a man. That is such a powerful line. And they cut that shit. <laughs> and that pisses me off to no, no extent. Like, why would you cut that? That's perfect. Because they don't trust and they don't know how to make stories like that. They only know how to make cartoons. Yeah, and that brings me to the thing. Like, the way I saw it, like, when I was trying to write it, I gotta continue writing it. In, in uh, Last Jedi, the thing I would've did, because this is what pissed me off, like, they sent out this emergency radio signal to anyone in the galaxy. No one came to stop the First Order. Like, there had to be some people that survived the whole thing from Force Awakens. You write that in where, basically, it's like massive frigates with refugees that have been militarized and whatnot. From the Hosnian system. They're called the Remnants. They're led by Mandalorians. <laughs> and just, you know, when they're about to fight the First Order, that whole group comes in and starts kicking their shit in. You know, showing that there is hope. That would have been much better than just like, oh gosh, we gotta all fit in the Millennium Falcon and hide. Yeah. And here's how I would have ended Last Jedi. And it was such a... I thought of it, and I'm like, oh, that's just so much better. Better. Instead of some kid using the force to grab the freaking broom, you have it where Kylo Ren is called to the supremacy, even though it's wrecked and all that. Goes back to the throne room, there's Darth Krayt with like two Masasi warriors. He's ready to fight Darth Krayt. Darth Krayt grabs his lightsaber, like out of nowhere, and tells him, I'm gonna give you a bigger army, but we have to go to this one planet. We'll go together. Boom! Movie's done. And you're just like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would have been slick. Like, that would have set up for the Sith Empire and all that coming back. For the third one, yeah, basically, Palpatine still thinks he's the Emperor and all that. He's got the Sith Eternal under his belt and all that. But, you know, Krayt just goes to all of them, Who do you serve? And they all say Darth Krayt. He goes, Oh, look at that. I'm the Emperor. I, there's no more rule of two. It's the rule of one. I'm the one. Lightsaber to the chest. Lightsaber cuts his head off. That's it. <laughs> like, that would have been slick. If they had did that. Like, they could have kept... It just dabs <laughs> Just dabs afterward, like, I killed the Emperor. <laughs> Fuck you, Darth Vader. <laughs> Let's see, um, the thing to end the fourth one, you have it where, basically, the Sith Empire, you know, they got their prize, they got Rey, she's a Sith Lord, and it's, you know, basically like the Darth Vader march, when he's coming to see all the soldiers, it's Darth Krayt and his daughter, Rey, and she's in all black. She has a slick name too. And you're just like, oh no, no, Ray, no. And cut to that. But, the, but at the same time, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, like, oh, there goes my goth girlfriend killing again. <laughs> <laughs> that would've been slick. Like just having where they're like looking over a planet and they're about to attack the planet, and then cut to that. That that would've been. Oh my gosh. And the one thing that pissed me off, you know, when I rewatched it, because I got it, you know, in, uh, last, in uh, Rise of Skywalker, Ben Solo, when he, you know, he gets stabbed by Rey, she heals him, 
He hallucinates Han Solo talking to him. He looks at his lightsaber and throws it in the ocean. Why not just take the crystal out and put the blue crystal in? You have a badass lightsaber. You can take the crystal out. <laughs> you can have a blue cross guard. Yeah. I saw a funny I saw a funny Photoshop thing. Not Photoshop, a video edit of that where he throws it in there and then General Grievous comes in a fine addition and jumps into the ocean after it. <laughs> Wait, wait, you're supposed to be dead. But that would have been actually, if, if they had did it where, like, Mandalorians were helping them, and it's, you know, a remnants of people that were defeated, that were killed by the, yeah, that were beaten by the First Order. Like, that's a big army right there in itself. And the way, I think what, I was trying to think of, like, for the fifth one, you know, in uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, the, uh, what's it called? The uh, machine that um, Darth uh, Malak was using to make all his armies and all that? <laughs> yes, I remember that very well. <laughs> it's been so long. It 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 was called it was called like the Star Engine or something like that. Forget what it's called. But I would have Darth Crate make his own and just have it where he just says Palpatine always thought of destroying planets with the Death Star. I'm going to create an army, create life with this machine. You know that way he's like, yeah, I'm taking over everything. I'm not destroying anything, but I am gonna crush people if they you know rise up. Like he would be so much like Darth Craig would have been a perfect villain for the sequel series. Armored up with friggin' dragon bone, like he's a friggin' Dovahkiin and shit. One big red lightsaber. <laughs> now uh, uh, the reason why I bring up all this stuff with uh, <laughs> with uh, Star Wars is there was some. Uh, I forgot to even say this. Uh, there was some Star Wars foolery uh, on Twitter. They were talking about the uh, Supreme Leader Snoke. And this was what pissed me off about it. They're like, oh yeah, uh, he was a clone that Palpatine created to uh, incite deception upon people. And, you know, it was like, did you know? I'm like, no, none of us knew. And we don't like the explanation. Yeah. Like, why not just make it where he was a Grand Inquisitor who ended up with, who has like, billions of credits and to create it the first order to uh could, try to bring back the empire because we like to make things complicated but they're really not complicated they're only complicated for five-year-olds <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh yeah, exactly that's how that's how they treated this stuff when you look at it what it is it's like it's okay for what it is but it could have been so much better what killed it was that it was a trilogy. That it was a trilogy. The fans didn't like where it was going, and you didn't listen to the fans. You know what George Lucas? You know what George Lucas should have done? Mm. Should have sold it to Universal or something like that, not Disney. Yeah, it would have been hardcore PG thirteen too. George, I love you, but you fucked up. You fucked up the Yeah, but uh, yeah. So Star Wars, like, I'm definitely gonna write out. All of them, all the uh, little things, and try to make it better for my little head cannon. If I actually, if I actually upload it to like DeviantArt or something like that, everyone's gonna be punching the air because of how better it is. <laughs> Anything's better than this piece of shit. No, like, oh motherfucker, why'd you make it better? So yeah, I do like the trilogy series, but I'm very I am going to be a little I'm going to be very critical about it. It could have been so much better. But I will say Rogue One was the best the best bridge to the from the prequels to the actual things. Like I love that stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. It was basically like a Battlefront machinima thing. It was. It was Battlefront the movie. Yeah. I love that shit. Especially when Darth Vader was killing everyone. I was like, yes. Kill them all. Destroy the child. Kill them all. Never. <laughs> this is saying I shall companion. He will. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Would you become the pawns there? <laughs> no, I was going err. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he became the pawns. <laughs> All right, so yeah, that's our Star Wars stuff. If you want to see what we do, what well, see what I do with it, I will be writing. I'll be finished writing it. Be finished writing. It. I'll be finished writing the whole like treatment stuff to it. Like, I think it'd be much better. And I'll, I'll be like this. This is, like, kids, this is what the trilogy should have been. So, yeah. Oh! Resident Evil 2 and 3. Yes. How, you know, the order to play it in. Like, I think, what? It's like 0, 1, 3, and 2. Like, I never knew, like, 3 came before 2 until I w watched the game. Yeah, they sort of did what, what Star Wars used to do back when George Lucas had it. Yeah. The, the one, the aftermath, and then what happened. And, uh, oh my gosh. Okay, now everyone has complained about Resident Evil 3. Like, they love it. They love the graphics, the mechanics. It's basically an expansion of 2, but it's short. And we re we all remember, like, the original th uh, no, Resident Evil 3 was actually a little bit longer. And it was terrifying. This is still terrifying, but here's what was missing. Remember that whole sequence from the beginning when Raccoon City Police and... And stars and umbrella—they were all teamed up together to try to stop the zombies, and they got caught. Yeah. They got overwhelmed. That wasn't in this <laughs> at all. So, my theory is this: they're probably gonna do some DLC work, like have it where you're playing as Carlos Oliveira, or you're playing as Nikolai, who I fucking hate. Yeah. They're probably going to do that whole sequence where it's like at least three hours long. You're prepping everything, then it's a horde of zombies. Not like World War Z, but still, where you're like, oh shit, how do I kill them? And then you start aiming for the heads and all that. Like, I think they're going to come out with a DLC that's like the Siege of Raccoon City or something like that. Which would make sense. It would to an extent. Yeah. As long as it goes into, like, okay, yeah, we lost most of our team. We're in the subway. Hey, there's someone being attacked by a giant bioweapon. Go save her. And then it goes to number three. <laughs> yeah. And so that's my theory. I think they're going to come out with some DLC. Some more, you know, you know, story-building DLC. Like, the story needs to be built. It's already been built. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. You see, we're, la we're lagging with uh, this. As Christopher Rocket would say, it needs more cowbell. Yeah, I don't have a cowbell. Dun. Oh, it's almost been a year since Mortal Kombat 11 came out. It'll be it'll be a year, I think, four days from now. And I gotta say, I freaking I I love this new Mortal Kombat. I love, I loved 10. I loved 9. I really love 11. 11. Because it's, it's the goriest one, <laughs> and it's like they worked out the story to where it actually feels like it feels serious. Like you get games that do a story mode and like. What is this shit? <laughs> and, you know, I remember... I remember... Yeah. Uh, I remember the, uh... You know, when it first came out, like, there was a lot of controversy from the red pill people. Like, 
Why aren't they? Why aren't the women dressed skimpily and all that? Why does Why does Scarlet look like a Muslim? Some shit like that. And it, you, it, you you look at the whole thing like you can customize these characters to look how you want them to look. I always like I have Scarlet customized where she actually looks like a a sinister sorceress with blood magic. You got I got jade looking like looking badass and when you look at it it's not set in a mortal kombat tournament it's set during basically a battle for time yeah yeah and that's one thing that brings me to that the combat pack it's all the way done spawns in it jokers in it we got sindel we got shang sung we got night wolf this night wolf it's a different night wolf i think from the uh from number nine even though I think what well, he still has the same memories, I'm not sure. Is it sort of like Nightwolf from Mortal Kombat 3? He has the same makeup, yeah. but he looks very, he looks much, much more, more Native American than uh, in Number Nine. Like they made him very authentic oh, looking. You said the word. <laughs> I'm gonna tell the government. I'm gonna tell the government we're not supposed to have them there. <laughs> but he was, he's a badass character to play as. He, he's a very badass character. But I love playing as the Joker. Beating the shit out of someone with a cane is the best feeling in the world. <laughs> I think I'm going to isolate that off of Audacity. Don't you just want to do that in real life? Yeah. I think I'm going to I think I'm gonna isolate that little line right there just for that. <laughs> like, I'm still learning Spawn. But the combat pack, I kind of wish that they uh, actually brought these characters into the story. Like, there is a way you could have did it. Like, have it where they're playable in the story, but you got to wait until they're available for, like, single, for the uh, tournaments and all that. That would make sense. If you look at uh, 10, like, you can fight Sindel. You can fight Cabal. You can fight Striker. Like, they're, play they're fightable characters. In this, you can fight Cyrax and Sector. They're not in the combat pack yet, but, uh... But I think what combat pack, too, like, I'm hoping... That they bring either Michael Myers or Ghostface into it, but I'm hoping for Michael Myers, because we've had a slasher. Michael Myers. <laughs> exactly, he does the job right. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping they either. I'm hoping they put uh Michael Myers in there. Like, that would be a slick one to do, but how would you do it? Like, two knives in each hand? You know, a knife in each hand? Or just straight up brute force? You only need one and brute force. Just like Jason. Yeah, I think with that. Yeah, Michael Myers in the thing. I'm hoping they bring... I heard that they're trying to bring Ash from Evil Dead into it. And that's gonna, that would be slick. He'd be a better chainsaw fighter than uh, Leatherface was in 10. Oof. Like, that's where, they, that's where Netherrealm dropped the ball with Leatherface. It's like they just put him in there, but they didn't know him. But yeah, 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 here, do this. I'm like, wow, he plays shittier on here. He's better on Terrodrome. What the hell? Like, so I'm hope like I'm hoping the uh, thing is real. Oh, I forgot Terminator's in the com uh, in the com in, uh, the combat pack. And Terminator is badass. He's badass, especially when you face Baraka <laughs> with the Terminator. Why did Cage tell you to call me an ugly motherfucker? <laughs> Oh, that was so great. I'm like, oh, that's that's perfect. I was hoping that they would have more, like, references to different Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Have Spawn tell him, you're a choir boy compared to me. <laughs> Some shit like that. <laughs> he goes, what is choir? <laughs> but, uh, 
yeah, I'm hoping like they bring Ash in. I'm hoping they bring Stryker in. Stryker is like he's a cop character, and I would just drop all sorts of one-liners as him. Like, don't worry, this is an actual fight, not police brutality. <laughs> <laughs> Here, cuff, cuff him. Bang him, knocks the shit out of him. <laughs> Brutality. I'm thinking, I think they're gonna, they're gonna try to bring Shiva into this. Like, they got it after they killed off Goro. Like, that was the thing, like, where's Goro at? Oh, Kotal Khan killed him. Shit. <laughs> like, there was a lot of, but there was a lot of controversy also. Because when they said Shao Kahn was gonna be in it, like, people were like, okay, that's cool. Then they started hearing how he sounded. They're like, oh my god. Why does he sound like Donald Trump? And I'm like, he's always sounded like this. You just realized it. <laughs> Make Outworld great again. <laughs> We're gonna. <laughs> I will make a wall that like blocks off Earth Realm and it'll be covered in bones of their of our of our enemies. But like, yeah, that was the thing with uh, Shao Kahn. He was just like, you know, he's always been like that where he wants to, he wants so much. And when he finds out that he's no longer emperor and it's uh, his general, he's just like, okay, I'm going to make Outworld great <laughs> again. And it's like, yeah, no, it's actually been better. Fuck you, Shao Kahn. <laughs> like, uh, like our Khan right now, he's, he's messed up the Tarkata and all that, but... <laughs> <laughs> It'd be Moga make Outworld great again. <laughs> Moga. <laughs> yeah. So there, there was a lot of, a lot of controversy, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, Mortal Kombat's woke now." I'm like, "Yeah, but it's never been friggin' gorier than ever." <laughs> Ah, oh, I don't. That that that'd be fucked up. The, Abraham Lincoln would be overpowered. <laughs> beats the other presidents. Beats the other presidents with the uh, Emancipation Proclamation. I never told a lot, George Washington just just throws you into a tree and starts cutting you up with the tree. <laughs> You're getting chopped down with the tree, asshole. <laughs> Man, we are, we are overtime, thank God. <laughs> now we can talk about one thing that actually I want to talk about for a minute. Like, I used to not watch Bill Maher so much, especially when he started disrespecting Stan Lee. Ugh, he came off as a myopic asshole when it came to that. You can't tell me that, co you cannot tell me that comic books show you the human condition. I can name five, uh, Watchmen, Preacher, The Boys, <laughs> Dark Knight Returns, <laughs> But he actually, uh, he actually said uh, two things in two, you know, a week within each other that made so much sense when it came to uh, COVID-19. One thing was calling it the Chinese virus doesn't mean it's racist. And I'm like, no, nah, it just means it's very broad strokes. You know, it's like I agree with him, like it's not racist, but you know, it should be called the Wuhan virus because that's where it originated from. He and yeah. <laughs> uh, he basically brought up like we call all sorts of viruses by what you know where they're located like West Nile virus no one got mad about that 
No one caught, got mad about MERS. No one got mad about uh, Lyme disease. No one got mad about the Black Plague. Yeah, and that wasn't even about black people. <laughs> it was about rats. Uh, what was the one? Oh, we, we, no one got mad about Spanish flu. Well, people did get mad about Spanish flu, but they're like, ah, we're dying. <laughs> we're mad, but we're dying. We'll take it. You know, he, that was his main thing. Like, we call these things from the, their, this uh, country of origin. And, you know, to be offended during a pandemic is so fucking stupid, he basically said. And the thing he said... Yeah. Like, like how pissed off can you... How triggered can you be, like, during this? You're in your house. My cat attacked me! <laughs> right up your butt. My cat attacked me. I'm triggered. Right up the butt. <laughs> and the thing he said this time around, he was basically talking about how the media is just, you know, they're basically making mountains out of this stuff. They're a mountain out of a molehill. They're saying, oh my God, it's terrifying. The virus, it can get in. It can do this. It can do that. Yeah, but you know he was like he brought up one. I think it was a New York Times thing. They put terrifying COVID nineteen is ra running rampant. And he goes, why did you put terrifying in there? Just say that the COVID nineteen thing is running rampant. You're trying to scare people even more. <laughs> and you know he called Spider Man. <laughs> he, he, he he's calling what like what the media was call, uh, saying. They were calling it a uh, panic. You know he was calling it panic porn. And I'm like, you know what? That basically what it is. They're saying like, oh yeah, it's it's in the cardboard, it's it's on the soles of your shoes, it's right behind you, you know. Spray it with Lysol, and you're just like, okay, it's done, it's done. Like that's what he was saying about it. And uh, he actually he, he had two good points. I'm like, okay, you're trying to win me over. I don't want to be won over because you're an asshole, but. <laughs> You make a good point here, <laughs> cause like a lot of people have been exact, you know, some people have been exaggerating about this stuff. Like I'm still staying inside, but it could have been, it could have been so much worse. There could have been people dead in the streets. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, that's you know, he actually he's been on the money twice, and I'm actually liking how a lot of these people are like staying home and doing their shows, even though Trevor Noah should not do his show at his house, cause he's not funny. <laughs> Might have to get that canned laughter from uh, Dharma and Greg. <laughs> That's legit like what Bill Maher did the first episode back. He just had like, uh, he had the uh, audience laughter. He goes, you guys are, you guys are wonderful. You guys are wonderful. He's just making fun of the whole damn thing. <laughs> so yeah, it's, he has been on the money and this has been one crazy friggin' time. I'm hoping this shit's almost over. Like, everything start, everything's slowly opening up. And, you know, I'm hoping it doesn't get worse. Like, it's good. It will get worse, but I'm hoping at least let it get worse in October where I can just stay in with a machine. <laughs> but, no, yeah. What? No. October's my season. That's not wrong. Not my season. <laughs> October's my season. That's not wrong. Oh, man. It has been a night. I think what we are... We're done with the show right now. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a long, long, long S-tier podcast. I think we're about hour 37, something like that. We will be back uh, next time. We record this on Sundays for Mondays, so you can get your Monday fix at Anchor.com. Also Spotify and everywhere else. And we are the S-tier podcast. Stay S-tier. And we are back. 
This is the S Tier Podcast. I am your host, Sebastian Martinez, and with me is Eric Bajowski. Say hello. I will always be back. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it was a long break. We're having a little bit too much fun, and I gotta tell everyone, dark pictures, little hope is coming. I love what Big Massive is doing with this. They're actually making interactive horror stories for the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, and I think the Switch. The first one was Man of Medan, which was based off the Oorong Medan incident, where basically the whole crew died from something. They died scared to death, basically. This next one, though, it looks like it's gonna be like some kind of Salem witch trial thing. You know, people actually discovering that these witches actually summoned something, and it's been there, it's been in the woods, since the 1600s and the trailer for it had me going like yes let's go <laughs> what'd you think about it eric not, oh my god now see if they can introduce the skinwalker in that though because that's somewhat like a ritual witch summoning yeah so i like it a lot though yeah i, I uh yeah loved how they had in the, in the game, if you play Man of Medan all the way through, no matter the ending, you get the little post-credit thing where it shows what's next. It's Twilight Zone for gamers, basically. But with actual... Yeah. With actual events. Like, hopefully this one actually is uh, based off of some kind of witch trial. Maybe it's... You know, we don't know if it's based off the uh, Jersey Devil thing. But there's a gaunt hand when you see this monster. It looks like they're going with something very decrepit. Very sinister. I can't wait for it. It's coming out in summer 2020. 40 bucks! Of course. That ain't too bad. I mean, it's like you could do worse. You could you could pay pay like a hundred and twenty for Fallout seventy six and end up with a shitty game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's bring up the pain of Fallout seventy six. <laughs> no, don't worry about that. Oh, before we get to the next thing though about Ghost of Tsushima, I gotta say the thing about yo Jody's corner. I actually went after him at, earlier this week. Not this week, but earlier like. Friday morning and all that. He had wrote something and said, I can't believe fans are going after me over a movie that's not even, doesn't even exist. This is what I got. And it was a whole ass essay about why he needs to die and all that. And he's gonna, this guy's gonna do it for Zack Snyder. And the thing that came up to my mind, you remember the thing with Mizzou? Like, you found out, like, there was someone who was writing out racial slurs in the bathroom with swastikas and all that. Come to find out, it was the black kids that did it just to get out of class. Yeah. And I was like, I legit put on there, like, dude, you wrote this yourself. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you wrote it yourself. No one is this passionate. None of us are this passionate in this movement about it. We 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 ignore you or annoy you. That's it. <laughs> and I put on there. And speaking of, <laughs> you put B U T T instead of B U T B U T head. <laughs> And I put on there, he goes like this, I, I went on there, and I added the thing, like, non-existent movie, hold up. And I pulled up pictures from the actual cut, and I said, get the fuck out of here. Last one, I'm like, this, oh, either these are either this movie exists, or Zach is very good at Photoshop. Shut your ass. <laughs> See, this is why we need Red from the 70s show to beat his ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Foots and asses, right now. 
So yeah, that was, you know, just to bring back the, our last break, we were talking about, you know, stupid nerd moments on YouTube. So now we go back to Ghost of Tsushima, and this comes back to last episode. Ghost of Tsushima, it's been reported. You're not going to have waypoints in the game, so you're not really... You have to figure out where you're going to go through signs and all that, which is, it makes it more like a movie when you don't have waypoints. And I had put it on there. I said, I can already see Kotaku complain about this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to go. Where do I go? I, I, I'm a real gamer. Trust me. Even though I fucked up Doom 2016. Well, see, that's, why, <laughs> that's why they got an easy mode for those kind of people so they know the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't even know if there's going to be an easy mode, but I bet you because if there's enough pissing and moaning, the update for it will have, like, an easy mode for journalists. But, you know, Ghost of Tsushima... That that game, when it first was shown at E3, I think, what was it, 2018 or something like that? It looked beautiful. Like, it's a feudal Japan game. You're using a katana. You're cutting people down. You're dueling. It's nothing like Sekiro or Neo, but it looked on par, like, graphics-wise. It looked like a movie. It looked like an Onimusha movie, if anything. But there's no demons in this. Don't worry about it, people. Like, I know there's some people out there that don't like that, uh, that don't like the whole Onimusha thing, but this is like, you're fighting an invasion force. It looked like Mongols from the video. And they're cussing you out in their language. And dude, they were he was cutting these people down like it was nothing. I friggin' love samurai stuff like that. So I wish there was more samurai stuff in this generation. Hopefully this leads back to that trend where there was a lot of samurai games. I wish there was a game of Battle Royale. Oh god, that'd be that'd be great. But you got Battle Royale games like Fortnite and uh what COD has no, now. I'm, I'm talking like seriously the, from the movie Battle Royale. Yeah, story-wise and whatnot, where you're basically, you're down to like, okay, I got a book bag, I don't got a gun here, I got a friggin' pot. <laughs> what do you think the Hunger Games got their idea from? Battle Royale? Yeah. And before that even, Battle Royale, it's basically like an open, if you look at it this way, it's an open-air coliseum gladiator thing. Yeah. So like, like they all, like, it all derived from gladiator stuff. You know, it's one of those things where you're just like, oh, yeah, I can't wait for uh, Ghost of Tsushima. And, yeah, Battle Royale would be great. That would actually be a great game if you can differentiate from the actual genre of Battle Royale game. Well, that's the thing. It's all, like, the storyline and the background and all that stuff. You yeah. Know, it's not like, oh, let's do emotes like in Fortnite with the L on the yeah. You, you know what would be funny though if they did do do it like that like have it where you have the emotes when you're doing it like you just get your head blown off with the little bomb <laughs> like okay that person's just using the emotes click bomb <laughs> like yeah yeah do that emote again and you all die that's it you all die and get kicked off the game <laughs> you wait in the lobby then your system shuts down yeah, do that emote in your perma band, but we're gonna show your character die, <laughs> and you can do nothing about it except no. <laughs> yeah, that'd be actually great, and that would be a good thing to do. Like have the admin look at him, like, okay, he's just running around doing that emote. Okay, press the kill switch. Click. <laughs> Wait in the lobby, asshole. <laughs> Tell your mom I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Yeah, her, her name's Karen. <laughs> it's always a Karen. Damn, Karen. <laughs> 
All right, yeah, that was, oh, that would be, that would actually be funny. Just have that one little thing in there. Like, don't do the emotes. They will kill you. <laughs> okay. It's still a curse. Yeah. Now, back to some more Twitter drama. Well, you know, not my Jody's Corner thing, but we teased it last break. Trapped. Yes, the headstrong band, the one that made that song. They've been uh, trying to go after a lot of different bands, saying like, oh yeah, we're still big. And people are like, no, no, you're not. You're very irrelevant. They actually went after Ice-T. Like, how do you do that? <laughs> Where do you get the I balls? Guess they got <laughs> like, even Ice-T, he goes, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> like, I, I'm not I gonna lie. Trapped had some good songs, but like, know your place, you know? Yeah, it's it really turns into a thing with them that whoever's controlling it's one of the band members, of course. Like they're all in their feelings. They're not, you know, you got to grind now. Like you had headstrong, a one hit that was badass. Grind and get more hits. It's very sad with like you know, like Ten Years has so many good singles, but they're not considered singles. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like look at My Chemical Romance. They were gone for almost how many years? Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. And they still gotta grind too with all the tours. Especially now. Exactly. Like, Trapped basically rested on their laurels and they think they're still hot shit. And Ice T basically put them in their place. He went Thanos on them. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> That's pretty much like Kevin Federline trying to go into WWE. <laughs> like, why are you here, sir? Oh, you're, you're getting choke slammed now. <laughs> Starts talking shit, gets Superman punched by Roman. And that brings us to WWE. <laughs> Thanks for the segue, Eric. <laughs> WWE. Oh my god. WWE has been. They've been hit hard by this. They've had to get rid of several wrestlers. Like, they've got to get rid of their whole roster, basically. Let me see if I can pull up. Let me tell you this. Those wrestlers are not complaining about it. The only thing they're complaining about is the money, because I heard some stories about WWE that we will not go into right now. Yeah, there was was a few, though. Uh, Drake Maverick, he got, he was in his feelings, like, why? What? Why did I get let go? And it's like, well, that's you know, coronavirus, man, COVID nineteen. Like that, you know, it, it was basically they had to cut back, and it was a big list though. Like they just okay. One of the people I'm gonna bring up the list right now if I can find it. Uh, one of the people was Sarah Logan. You know, she uh, she she was just in Hell in a Cell, not Hell in a Cell, Elimination Chamber. And they had nothing for her. And they, that was one person you could have furloughed. Because there's still that heat between her, Ruby Riot, and Liv Morgan. And they got rid of so many. They got rid of Rusev. I think they're trying to get rid of Lana. I don't know. Like, I can't really tell like if they're going to get rid of her. I'm trying to find the list, see who I can all name. I know Heath Slater left. Maybe we're, maybe we're going to the WWF era again. Air 2 era. Oh, God. Starting that'd be- whole new. That would actually be slick. You know, AEW has been doing very good as well. That would be a good way yeah. to compete with them. You know, just go straight up Attitude Era. Yeah, that's, that's the only way they're going to get their parents back. Yeah. Let's see. I'm trying to find the list. Where is the list? They made the list! And I talked to uh, Sean Marr about this. Where the fuck is it? I know Rusev left. They got rid of Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. I think they got rid of the Iconics. They weren't really doing anything with the Iconics. Like, they can go to Impact Wrestling and actually make a stable with, uh... With... 
Tennille Dashwood, who played, uh, uh, who played Emma. Now I got it. Yeah, I'm just stuttering like a motherfucker again. <laughs> but yeah, they got rid of them. Yeah, that's how that's that's how I was. Like I was watching a little bit of uh, the uh, Ruthless Aggression era, and even I was just like, "Ugh, this ain't as good as the Attitude era." You had good storylines in Attitude. Yeah, but you know they've been actually pushing that PG. It's like seventies PG. I know, and we don't need to go back. Yeah, but with yeah, but with seventies PG, you were able to show a lot of stuff. You were able to show people get thrown through shit. Let's see if I can find it. Yeah, they're going like they're they're slowly pushing it into like PG thirteen, like back to what it was. Uh, where the hell is it? And two air was not PG thirteen. No, 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 no. It was probably like what? Not even R though. It was like in between, because there was some yeah, scary was stuff in it. Dude, you know how many hits they took? Oh my oh, god! I'm surprised half of them survived. That's the thing, like, there were so many bumps during that time. Where is this damn list? And then that brings, um, a good submission person in the ring, but, um, him and his family no longer exist. Yeah, Chris Benoit. I wasn't gonna say the name. Eh, it's not that. It's, 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 it's been done. They already, they did a thing, Vice did a thing, uh, about the whole I thing. It. Yeah, that was, that was friggin', that was, that's, that was still brutal. Let's see, let's right see. Right Mm-hmm. Let me see. I'm trying to find the list, because there was more people. I know the Revival, they got, they left. They're going to AEW. We know they're going to AEW. Half of them are going to AEW. Yeah. Yeah, Carl Anderson, he's already talking about going to NJPW, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Let's see. Where the frick is this damn list? I talked about it already. Uh... Ah, screw it. But it was a lot of people. <laughs> uh, Heath Slater, he left. Uh, Drake Maverick, he had to leave. Uh, how many other so people? Yeah, no, they they can't get rid of their champion. Well, they could, but then they would have to find another one. <laughs> well, that's the thing. They're trying to set up Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. <laughs> yeah, he showed up, curb stomped him. That was it. Rollins is like the new Triple H. <laughs> okay, I got the list now. Someone on Instagram has it. Uh, they got rid of uh, Kurt Angle, Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, uh, Eric Young. They got Eric, got rid of Eric Rowan. He's going to AEW. I can see him going to AEW right now. Uh, yeah. As Brody Lee, back to his old name. Sarah Logan, I already said that one. No Way Jose, they got rid of, got rid of him. They got rid of one of their uh, referees, Mike Chioda. They got rid of Mike and Maria Kanellis. We knew that was coming. They weren't really doing anything with them. They didn't do anything with EC3. <laughs> they got rid of uh, EC3. They weren't doing shit with him either. They basically buried him with Dean Ambrose. Aiden English, he wasn't. He was doing uh, backstage stuff. He'll be fine. I actually like him. Yeah, he'll. Aiden English will be fine. He's doing, like he's doing fine. He'll he'll find something. Uh, let's see. Leo Rush. They got rid of Leo Rush. They weren't doing anything with him. <laughs> Primo and Epico Cologne. They, uh, got dropped. Fit Finley, Mike Rotunda. They got rid of the Hurricane. Shane Helms. Like, he was, uh, backstage. I think he's furloughed, though. Maybe not. Yeah, I was like, I'd never seen him in the ring 
since the 25th anniversary stuff. So. Yeah, it's they basically all have been taken backstage stuff because they got rid of Lance Storm, Billy Kidman, uh, Sean Daivari, Scott Armstrong, Sarah Stock. They got rid of a lot, and they're gonna furlough and drop more because of this. And that's the that is what bugs me. Like you're basically gonna have just like if they go completely, it's just gonna be Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. There's no roster. Yeah, well. And that and that's so freaking sad. And the only good roster is on NXT. They didn't get rid of anyone on NXT. <laughs> if anything, they added more people on NXT. <laughs> like, okay, this is our future right here. They could have furloughed like half of these people. Yeah, it's time to retire. Give it to Triple H or whatever. Yeah. 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 They they could have furloughed like half of these people. Like EC3, furlough him until you write something for him. He's going to Impact. We know that yeah like you're you're an essential business but you had to drop all those people what oh. yeah freaking idiot <laughs> gosh <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> get your own tater tots vince <laughs> yeah so it's it's a very sad time for wrestling fans but not but they'll figure it out like these wrestlers they're gonna be all right in a way like they're the whole wrestling community when it comes to wrestlers like all the wrestlers all together they're helping each other out already yeah like here's the thing the wwe is like the new generation of wcw that we know how wcw works yep and you know what's funny is that impact was gonna be like wcw because they had hulk hogan and shit oh my god it was getting close to it yeah yeah i actually love that era when hulk was in there because it was i don't because then i ended up took everything nobody got a chance at the title yeah on impact or on wcw wcw oh yeah yeah wcw they didn't do shit vampiro could have been champion if they didn't friggin just keep doing uh you know the vets yeah they had so many good ones like vampiro could have been champion like there were so many people that could have been champion but they wanted to keep the veterans in there they wanted to keep the fans in there so they went with the people that are popular impact though when they had hulk hogan holy crap it was actually pretty good i kept watching it like crazy yeah blood lots of blood and 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 rick flair overselling the simplest of moves <laughs> Oh man! Oh, what was his name? And I, I had that save too. Jay Lethal. Yes. And then, but before, before that, when he actually the first time he did it, Ric Flair goes in there. You think you're gonna make fun of me? And they start fighting, and Jay Lethal beat his ass. And when he brought him out of the, after he chopped him like ten more times in the corner, Ric Flair just walks out and just goes Hit! and walks over like he killed over. <laughs> Oh, God, that was friggin' great. But, you know, back to that, like, shoot, some of these guys might end up going to Ring of Honor. And we know, like, yeah, yeah, ROH, AEW, NJPW, Impact, they're gonna, they're gonna be all right. Might be less money, but, hey, you'll still have the same fan base. Yeah. It'd be, you know, EC3 coming back, oh, have him face Sammy Callahan, that'd be a no-holds-barred match right there. Yeah, that's one person that didn't get dropped. Uh, the other, the actual uh, Jersey Shore guy that they had on there at Impact, like he's in WWE and NXT. Yeah, and he's actually pretty good. Uh, 
he's been pretty good so far. But uh, yeah, it's WWE is getting hit hard. They're, everyone's gonna be fine though. Like it's, they'll figure it out. They're gonna figure it out. If they didn't, what's the point? <laughs> Shoot, WWE might even call some of these guys back. Like, hey, you you down to go and all that? Yeah, sure, let's go. All right, Dude, you're back on. You know who they still have? Hmm. <laughs> well, no, Fox owns CM Punk now. Like, they don't... But, yeah, but Fox owns WWE. Yeah, but uh, here's the thing about it. They don't... It's like... It's so weird when they have him on uh, their own little personal show. They don't want him on there. And he's like, I work for Fox, dude. I'm going to talk shit about you the whole damn time. <laughs> well, I've heard that. I've heard it several times, but... Given that Vince doesn't like the fact that he just walked out dirt on a contract while he was on contract, he doesn't want anything to do with him. He doesn't want him back at friggin' all. He didn't walk out on any contract. It was all Vince's idea, oh, let's make him lose the title and fire him. Yeah, but that was the thing, like, he even just friggin' left, remember? He had just left, like, after Whatever he you lost. Say, I'm on Punk's side on this all the way. Hey, I'm on Punk's side too, but like, oh, well. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. WWE has brought me good memories, but it's not the same. It's completely different. Oh, yeah. I only care about the looks and the fame and not wrestling. Yeah. Well, I agree with that. Like I still I still like Bray uh, what they did with Bray Wyatt from Husky Harris to Bray Wyatt. Oh my gosh. Very great. And then bringing him letting him control it all and make the fiend was the best best choice ever. And they screwed that choice up when they let Goldberg win. Yeah. It's like, wow, you just buried him for a second just so he can go up against John Cena. Like what what was the point of even like yeah, that's all we need more John Cena. The yeah. next Hulk Hogan brother. That's what they did to him too. <laughs> On at WrestleMania, the uh, the uh the Firefly Funhouse yeah. match, they basically made him like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> they had him go through all his different gimmicks. Oh god. You can't forget about Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's fucking uncanny. Let's see. Now, on off from WWE stuff. That was the first for the freaking podcast, by the way. I do like talking WWE, but I have to get back into it to talk a lot about it. But uh, Josh Trank, his new movie has come out called Capone with Tom Hardy. And it's basically late in Al Capone's life. And it's like they're looking, I think it's they're looking for money that he has hidden around. And he's basically like has dementia from the syphilis. So you don't even know if it's, if it's true or not. It looks like a nice little mystery thriller with Al Capone, though. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's all I have for the uh, Capone thing because, like, I know Tom Hardy. He, Tom Hardy puts in a great, you know, a great performance in almost everything he does, and I will count Venom. Venom was great for what it was. Anyone that says otherwise can die. <laughs> Let's talk about something—a victory for the boys. <laughs> Well, this was in the news, and I gotta say, it's it's sad on her part, but we should have saw this coming. <laughs> she has to pay her ex-husband like $140 million, half of what she makes. <laughs> She's gonna make that money back, don't worry. Oh yeah, double. Double that, and it's, it's, it's so funny, like, there's some people like, oh my god, I feel so sorry for her. And it's like, well, how about all the guys that have had to basically pay double the child support and whatnot 
Do you feel sorry for them? No, they're supposed to do that. What? <laughs> you know, the kid. Yeah. Yeah. Third generation feminism fucking everything up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now you suffer, man. But yeah, it's it's her getting in her you know, the picture. She's like, I have to pay him. And it's like, yeah, you have to. And you know, she, yeah, we're go we are on the side. Like, yeah, she's gonna make this back. If she gives him like just a check, hundred forty something million. Here you go. Fuck off. That's it. If you know, if anything. If you she... know what she needs to do? Hmm. She needs to make more music and her money will be back in a month. Yeah, she can say hello from the other side. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know that song. <laughs> My sister's going to enjoy that one. <laughs> My... My sister had me listen to that song, and I'm like this, Tasha, I'll kill you if you put this song on ever again. <laughs> I will finish what you started. <laughs> My um, ex-girlfriend's, I'm not going to name who it was for safety reasons, but she loves Adele. I had to hear it all the time. Yeah, now you feel me, Padawan. You disappoint me. <laughs> well... Music-wise, I've been actually getting into In This Moment, finally. Like, I had a few of their songs, but not all of them. Right now, In This Moment, you like In This Moment? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh, God. I opened a can of worms there. So, yeah. This is it for the second break. For the final break, I got some funny stuff for you. Some Star We're going to talk some Star Wars stuff, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking John Boyega basically roasting Disney for fucking up the sequel series. Uh, we're going to talk about some exp exposition foolery. We're going to talk about Resident Evil 2 and 3. Mortal Kombat 11, it's almost been a year. And we're talking Bill Maher. Yes, that Bill Maher. Real Mr. Real Time himself. We're going to be talking about him in the final thing. We'll be back. Stay S-tier. Hello, everyone, and this is the S-tier podcast. I am your host, Sebastian Martinez, and with me is my co-host, Eric Pajowski. Eric, say hi. And we got a big, big show for you. Uh, each break right now is going to be about 45 minutes long. So, yeah, get some get something to drink get some get some popcorn we got a lot to cover and the first thing we are covering is dune dennis villanueva's new movie dune which is gonna be a two-part series i hope he does all of them he's already doing a spin-off already the pictures looked friggin amazing what do you think eric well it's i don't want to say anything just yet because it's like still somewhat in the making you know what i'm saying yeah it's still it's still in production I hope it's really, yeah, I just hope it's really good and, you know, like, get you feeling for these characters, like, like, all the emotions that they're feeling, you're gonna feel, you know? Yeah, I'm hoping it does cover a lot from the books, like, that's one thing that was missing from the original, and, th and they had to cut a lot of stuff from the books for time, and that was sad, like, the original cut of Dune, when, uh, Lynch did it, was about four hours long, and... Um, that's why Villanueva is doing it as a two-parter. The thing that I caught, though, first thing I saw on Twitter was definitely the whole thing about, oh, why isn't it fun? And that's from critics. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, if you want fun, watch Star Wars. Yeah, but even that now is not fun. It's just like, oh, we got new characters for you. <laughs> uh, and sometimes that's good to have new characters, but the stakes, if you're gonna redo the stakes every freaking time. Oh look, more stormtroopers, different visors though. 
They'll suck at shooting. <laughs> you want to get blasted? Well, yeah. Well, they, they miss anyway. <laughs> there is already some heat from bloomers as I call the blue check marks on Twitter, where they're saying, oh, it needs to be fun, it needs to be this. Everyone that's praising Villanueva, you know, doesn't know that he actually sucks. And everyone back in 2016 praised him for Arrival. They praised him for Blade Runner 2049. They praised him for Sicario. They praised him for Prisoners. The dude knows what he's doing. Shut up. And it comes... Yeah, I know. They never do. It's just like they just do stupid shit just for the hell of it. And it brings me back to all the stupidity that I've been seeing as of late. It goes to all the, you know, internet nerd stupidity. And I gotta tell you, <laughs> I actually can't wait to say this. Well, the thing I mean about, like, internet nerd stupidity, it has to go with, like, some of the guys from Geeks and Gamers, mainly Jeremy from Geeks and Gamers. He was one of the main guys. If you look at his YouTube channel and you look at all his videos, woke this, anti that, feminist this, like Jeremy has really proven what a nerd is when they are overdosing on red pills. I don't know what to say about it except, dude, just promote. If you hate stuff like Clone Wars for bringing two new characters in, because they look SJWE. You don't like that Villanueva actually cast a woman of color to play Dr. Kynes. How about promote something that you like from those things instead of bashing what you hate? You know, I you know, I have bashed a lot of shit I hate on here. We're only three episodes in. I bashed the hell out of Joss Whedon and whatnot. But I will say I do love Joss Whedon when he does his own TV show stuff. I do love that he produced Cabin in the Woods. Great horror movie. And meanwhile, Jeremy is over here for hits saying like, oh, this sucks. That sucks. Snyder Cut fans are, uh, they're SJW-ish. Meanwhile, you sound like an SJW just complaining about them. <laughs> And it's not just Jeremy, though. It's also Andy Signore. You remember him. He's He's been known for sexual harassment and whatnot. He decided to... Him and Jody from Jody's Corner, they decided to uh, do a little clout chasing with uh, the Snyder Cut movement. Saying, oh, it's not coming out. It's not doing this. Warner Brothers doesn't like Zack Snyder. Stuff like that. And you could just say, like, oh, you're full of shit. Just promote something that you like. Shut the fuck up. Right? And, and one thing, Zack Snyder... It's not a stapler. <laughs> Snyder is Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> Zack Snyder is not Uwe Bull. You know, Film Gob actually went after. Film Gob is another YouTuber. He loves to troll the fuck out of guys from Collider. He has trolled John Campia. He trolls everyone. And he trolled the hell out of Jody's Corner and Andy Signore. And he called Jody's Corner the whole YouTube thing that Jody does. He called it Jody's Crack Corner. And I was just like... Oh, shit, here we go. And all of a sudden, you have Andy Signore on Twitter, virtue signaling for a adult black man, Jody, and saying, oh, you're saying that he's on crack. That's racist. Last I checked, I watched, like, a few videos on TikTok, YouTube, of fights and all that, and it's always, like, white, you know, white people fighting, and they're always calling another white person a crackhead. So it's actually a universal thing. It's not just in the black community, the fuck? <laughs> Exactly. So there was a whole thing about that. I'm trying to get Film Gob on the S-Tier podcast because this was something that really bugged me. Because I'm like, wow. You know, he went on there on Jody's Corner and they had Andy on there. They had another guy. They had some dog shit random for some reason talking about crack is racist, some shit like that. And Film Gob held his own 
while Jody spurred the hell out and yelled at him about all this stuff. And Film Gob was just like, no, you're wrong. That's not exactly what we're talking about here. What, what, what the fuck is wrong with you, Jody? But they ganged up on him. They wouldn't let him talk. They were so busy reciting super chats because they're all about that money that people really don't have during this time. But they, they're going to milk their fans. So, you know, it really comes down to, like, you know, you're like, Jeremy, you're like, you look at him, you look at his videos, you're like, you fucking buffoon. But you look at Jody and Andy and you're just like, ugh, you fucking skeevers. You know, so we're trying to get, we are actually trying to get Film Gob on here. Uh, Film Gob, who is, his actual name is uh, Shaker. He's a Scotsman. He's a bad dude. I follow him on YouTube. He's hilarious. Scotland. Yeah. He's a Scot, yes. Yes, we just fucked up his accent real bad. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No, he's gonna slap the shit off us. Yeah, he's gonna just show up like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but, uh, we're trying to get him on. <laughs> we're trying to get him on. Uh, I want to get uh, another one, another guy I follow, uh, Sean Marr. He uh, follows me on Instagram. I follow him on Twitter and Instagram. Great guy. He has actually gone after Andy over the whole Snyder Cut thing. Because it was, it was clout chasing, so everyone's going to, you know, come at you for trying to chase clout that's not even there. They These two guys failed horribly, and then they cry racism. And it's like, no, it's like not... the boy who cried wolf. Yeah. The boy who cried oh, Nazi. Racism. Yeah, the boy who cried Nazi, your clan member. <laughs> so, yeah, they, those, two, those two guys are morons. Like, Jeremy's a moron, but he's the kind of moron you just, like, you laugh at. So, yeah. that's that for now, but, uh... San Diego Comic-Con, that's one thing I wanted to talk about today. The news came out a few a few days back. It's been canceled, and I actually talked to another guy on Twitter about this, uh, Flightcast on Twitter. You know, follow their their podcast. He's, he's a good guy. We talked about it. Comic-Con was destined to be canceled, even though it, only, it happens in June. I don't understand where they're coming from when it... You know, when this thing is set to probably be done by June, at least. What do you think? Well, I... Honestly, I've never been to, like... But I've been to war cons. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's like similar, but I kind of know how they feel on that because we're gonna miss some stuff. Yeah. If this keeps going on. Yeah. Yeah, San Diego, that's the big one. That's where they announce all the movies and whatnot. It's, you know, it was it's basically several city blocks large. That's how big it is. Which I'm hoping C2E2 gets to, but you got freaking interest groups here in Chicago, like Friends of the Park. Fucking bitches. Uh. <laughs> That will, you know, halt it for good and leave it in uh, McCormick Place. But San Diego, like, they're closing it down. But we had we had talked about this thing where a lot of these guys, a lot of the studios, a lot of the exhibitors, they're probably going to announce a lot of stuff via online, like live stream or pictures. And the first, the first one to do this was NECA. And I am a big NECA fan. I have a shit ton of Predators and Aliens. I got Terminator. I got horror characters everywhere in my, in my uh, office here. And they said, hey, we're going to uh, just announce it. And I'm like, called it. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's begun. And next one probably will be probably Warner Brothers. They'll probably announce stuff on there. That's how they should have did Suicide Squad, actually. Like a simulcast when uh, San Diego came out. Instead of, you know, it's, you know trying to bat... Trying to combat the trailer thing that had came out in like 2015 or 2016. You know, just like, okay, yeah, this is what they're watching right now. There, there you go. That's it. So it's it seems like a no-brainer yeah, for... You gotta remember, Suicide Squad was rushed from the beginning of it. Yeah. Like, so we didn't get everything that we wanted to see. Yeah. 
But like trailer wise, though, remember like how it got leaked and then they kept cutting it off and all that. Mm-hmm. And then they finally then they finally said, "Oh yeah, here's the trailer." It took them a couple of days. They could have just like simulcasted the trailer while announcing it. So that was you know that's that San Diego Comic Con is kaput for the year. It will be back in 2021, just like how uh, Halloween shenanigans will be back for 2021. <laughs> And the schools in Chicago, because of COVID-19, they are now closed for the school year. All the kids graduating in 2020 have to deal with it via VR. They have to get their diploma that way. <laughs> like this is def- this is definitely a learning experience. Like you're a part of history right now. We haven't had a pandemic since what? S- the Spanish flu? <laughs> There's been so many yeah, H1N1 wasn't really a pandemic. Everyone still did what they wanted to do. SARS wasn't a pandemic. Everyone still, the country didn't crash to a halt. Ebola came back. Two people died and everyone wanted the president's head for some freaking reason. It hasn't been this bad since now. So, you know, it's, it, is, it is a learning experience. That's what... When pre- Ebola struck, that's when you got the knuckles hit it. <laughs> <laughs> that was That was retaliation, huh? <laughs> Do you know the way? Yes, Ebola, that's the way. <laughs> so, yeah, the schools are closed. I'm hoping that this stuff gets settled down. Like, like you had just pointed out, like, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be closed for a while. And, you know, we had the plans for the Mike Busey dying to live thing. You know, I'm hoping that it still goes on. Otherwise, I'm going to join a certain type of uh, suicide compilation. <laughs> <laughs> There's that observational so joke. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> it got taken down already. <laughs> I was waiting for the perfect time for that little, little piece of joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a little depressing right now. If we if this. Hmm? Well, yeah, it's just a compilation of suicides. <laughs> no one gets out alive. Uh, <laughs> all right, so like now that was morbid as hell. So let's get to some better news. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. They lost Scott yes. Derrickson. They lost Scott Derrickson a while back. He was just like. You won't let me do what I want to do? Fuck it. Creative differences. I quit. I'll be producer. So they have been looking for a director. And I was at first like, ah, don't give it to anyone that's going to make it funny. And then come to find out, we got a director. And it's Sam Raimi, who is known for Evil Dead, Spider-Man, Oz the Great and Powerful. He knows what to do for epic horror action. So I can't wait for that. It's, you know, to bring Sam Raimi into the MCU, in my mind, is a perfect... Uh, course correcting for the MCU, <laughs> you know, just to use the just to use the uh, critics' terms that they always use for DC. This is a this is a nice this is a nice little uh, turn for the uh, turn for correction and all that. Like it's fucking NASCAR. Only we can get the storylines good. Yeah. Well, what I heard, well, I think what Scarlet Witch is gonna be in it, and it'll be a nice little theory if she creates a universe where mutants are, you know, now on Earth, so we get X Men. But that would be two on the head. Yeah. But you know, it's in the it's in the planning phase right now because of COVID. You know, they're not shooting anything. They're just writing stuff out, seeing what sticks. I just hope it's nothing like Thor Ragnarok. Maybe they'll bring the zombie universe into it. That would be a nice just just show a little bit of it, 
That'd be great. Like Doctor Strange seeing Iron Man and then you realize it's a zombie. Oh I'm god. Telling you, if they made a movie about the universe and the storyline on Halloween, oh. it would make so much money. Yeah, and it would it, that would be well over that, the box office right there would be well over a billion. It'd probably be like at least three billion right there. That's another you know, money wise, that's another notch for them to you know another another peak for them to actually succeed at you know so it's not all hatred over here <laughs> with the mcu like we still i still like some of this stuff i just don't like the fans i don't like the critics that you say like oh dc is not doing what marvel did why not you know like like two different companies yeah <laughs> DC was actually doing something nice. We could have had two universes to pick from, but no. But no, Zack Snyder, he's not doing it right. We don't like that. Superman doesn't snap people's necks when he's forced to. Batman doesn't kill. He done killed in almost all his movies. <laughs> now it's a problem? Uh, what was that video game where it was like DC versus Marvel? Uh, oh no, you're thinking of Mortal, like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it was Mortal Kombat yeah. versus DC. Yeah, Injustice was just that all was DC. So, yeah, exactly, but it showed how, like, Superman kills the Joker, and, yeah. like, how all that stuff goes on. Why could they show that in video games, but they can't show that in a movie? Yeah, That's what I'm yeah uh, it really comes down to, like, who is Superman's biggest enemy? It ain't Brainiac, it ain't Lex Luthor, it ain't Zod, it's nostalgia. It's yeah, no, it's nostalgia. Like, it would be himself, but, you know, let the nostalgia uh, fans tell you differently. Like, oh, no, he would never fight himself. He would just smile and save kitties. Like, it's not super bubbles, dude. Right. Like, like, what the fuck do you want here? <laughs> so, yeah, um, Marvel is doing, you know, Marvel made their niche. I'm hoping DC finally says, you know, not DC, just Warner Brothers finally says enough from these bloggers. We're done. Zach, come back. Ben, we want you as Batman still. We're just doing an Elseworlds thing with Robert Pattinson. All these different guys are out. Come back. Fix this shit for us. Because, like, Birds of Prey, I loved Birds of Prey. It didn't do anything good, like, money-wise. That would actually be good. That would actually, exp you know, br you know, not, you know, just get someone else besides Danny Elfman, you know, score-wise. Because he does not have it anymore. Yeah, they still do. I think what he did, Dumbo. Yeah, he did Dumbo. They both did Dumbo, and that—that's where they work. But you know what? They—he needs another score guy. Cause for me, Danny Elfman really didn't do anything good with Justice League, and that was definitely a mulligan on corporate's part. Yeah, not Joss Whedon, who basically just makes TV movies. He does. He like look if you look at Avengers now and compare it to like Batman versus Superman. You'll be like, holy shit, BVS looks like a movie. This looks like you would watch it on ABC. <laughs> Coming up next, Avengers. Yes, we got all these actors for our TV series. We're going to do a series on it. But we give them no lines. Yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all, it's like, it's like uh, Thor Ragnarok. They are all just riffing. Back to point, uh, and this goes to Thor Ragnarok. Disney Plus, they got Splash on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's a nice mermaid movie. And there is a scene where you see Daryl Hannah's butt. And it's a glorious thing. Disney sen Disney censored it on Disney+. Plus. It's a butt. Yeah. It's not like a vagina or tits. Yeah. Meanwhile, you can watch Thor Ragnarok and get basically blinded by H the Hulk's ass. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Disney's 
Like, hey, it's well, well, that's the thing, though. It's you know, it, I don't even think it's a gay thing, it's more of a thing of like, oh, yeah, look, this is comedy. Meanwhile, like, they don't want to be seen as the ones objectifying people, but you're putting movies that were from a different time on there. Like, if you're going to deal with that kind of myopic bullshit, why not just put it on there? As a video once said, it's just booty cheeks. <laughs> like, my thing with it is, like, basically. You're dealing with a movie from the 80s, and if you're gonna, you know, put it out on your on your streaming thing, full-blown, uncut, don't do anything bullshitty like you're doing, and basically, just say, sorry, this is from a different time. Like, Loon, like uh, Warner Brothers had to do it with Looney Tunes, because they still had some of the racist cartoons on there. <laughs> so yeah, that was the thing, like, it's such hypocrisy on their part when it comes to that, and it still bugs the hell out of me when it comes to Disney+. Plus. You'll, you'll, oh! The better, the better one is they censored Daryl Hannah's butt, but they'll show the Mandalorian burn a guy alive with his flamethrower. <laughs> that stormtrooper deserved better, damn it. <laughs> yeah, you haven't seen it. Oh my god, it's brutal. You're like, holy shit. But on to other streaming things. HBO Max is still uh, is out. They've got everything on there right now. I'm still hoping for the uh, actual director's cut of Justice League. You know, Zack Snyder's cut. The three-hour long cut with Darkseid and whatnot. But they have Sucker Punch on there. And it has beaten out all the classic shows from HBO. Which is shocking, actually. You would think, like, Sopranos, maybe. Game of Thrones, maybe. No. Suck yeah. Uh, Sucker Punch beat out... Yeah, Sucker Punch beat out all of them. Oh, those are Showtime, though. Uh, Dexter's uh, Showtime. Oh, yeah, right. Sucker Punch beat them all out. Like, people have been watching that one. And I'm, you know, there's there was a little bit of chatter from Zach way back in, I think, 2018, 2017, where he was talking about that there's an actual, a definitive director's cut that he hasn't released. Like, what we, like, what you see is the extended cut and the just the, you know, theatrical cut. And he said the director's cut actually has... A alternate ending where both girls get out alive instead of one getting out lobotomized which is which is actually much better like i still gotta re-watch sucker punch because i i keep trying to give it a chance but i'm always distracted i'm just like eh, i think this is weakest one but it has actually aged well over time it has it's just like when you first watch it it's just like you, you notice like there's something missing yeah. But you don't know what. Yeah, exactly. Know. Exactly. It's one of those. It's definitely one of his. You can tell it's a Zack Snyder movie. He knows how to rock the camera and all that. But there's so much with it. You're just like, what is this about? And, you know, there's a lot of people that have analyzed it and brought up, oh, it's about this. It's about gaming culture. It's about all this other stuff. How, you know, people, how men objectify women. And he does it in such a subtle way where you're like, okay, I, I get that. That's that's pretty good. Like, you know, it's palatable, which a lot of movie, uh, a lot of directors and writers seem to have forgotten in this age of wokeness. You know, it's, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's nice little subtext, but it's also out there. And yeah, it's, it's one, it's, it's definitely one that I have to actually, I got to get it. I'm hoping an actual director's cut comes out. The uh, cinematographer, Larry Fong, I actually talked to him about it. I'm like release the definitive cut <laughs> just you know hashtag <laughs> he's like oh shit what did i do <laughs> oh man yeah it's a it, we've talked a lot now oh dune i i forgot to 
bring up who was in the cast. It's a it's a heavy hitting cast. I think what Oscar Isaac as Duke Leto the Third, Rebecca Ferguson from uh, Doctor Sleep. She plays his concubine, Lady Jessica. Timothy Chalamet plays their son, Paul Atreides. Uh, who else? Javier Bardem is the Fremen freedom fighter, uh, Stilgar. Josh Brolin is Gurney Halleck. They got Jason Momoa as Duncan Idaho. And if you know the movie, the book, and the movie, you know he gonna die. <laughs> I hate to spoil it, but it's in all the different versions. He dies. <laughs> uh, who else? He spoiled the movie for me. I'm not going to see it. Like, it's been out forever. Shut up. There's six books. <laughs> There's six books and three side books. Shut up. <laughs> who else? Who else was in there? Oh, they got Batista. He's in there as uh, Ray-Ban, the beast of the Harkonnen family. And they got Stellan Skarsgård as uh, Baron Vladimir Harkonnen. I wonder how they're going to do that. Like, he's not really a... Uh... You know, each each version of Dune, the sci-fi version and the Lynch version, like it's always been like a heavy set guy. Like, how are they gonna do that? Are they gonna do CGI or are they gonna do practical effects to make him this floating fat man? <laughs> You're like, damn, I don't. It's I don't know how they're gonna do that. Maybe he's gonna get fat, then they're gonna put stuff over that to make him more fat, and then it could be screened to like by his like knees, so he looks like he's floating. That would actually be slick. Like that, that's gonna be some crane shots right there. Just have him floating over. <laughs> oh, and they got Zendaya as Chani, who is uh, who ends up becoming Paul Atreides' concubine. I didn't even know that she was uh, she was his concubine in both versions. I thought they just got married and ruled Arrakis. Like, I didn't know that for a minute. I'm like, wait. Now, the reason why I know so much about Dune, I've read the book. I even watched, I'm gonna, I forget the guy's name. Let me see if I can pull it up. There's a guy on YouTube. He has done a full-on sto uh, full story thing for it. He's done Dune, Children of Dune, Dune Messiah, Heretics of Dune, all of them. And he, he does, he did them in in depth and you learn so much from it he knows everything about the spacing guild the grand matres the Benny Gesserit, all these different factions you know it really is like game of thrones in space but not really because there are no white walkers you know stuff like that there's nothing there's not an impending threat in dark space like mass effect or game of thrones let me see if i can pull it up i am going to oh yeah it's called uh guys YouTube is called Quinn's Ideas, and he's done all of them. Like, I watched the one on Dune, and he covered it very well. Like, and I'm hoping, like, they saw, I hope if someone saw his stuff, and like, okay, we know how to do it just like how he said it. <laughs> you know, that's one, that's one series I will definitely, I'm definitely going to get both movies. Yeah, it's, like, I'm definitely going to get Steelbooks for him, because I got Steelbooks for it. So it's going to go, they're doing it, like, in it format, you know, chapter one, chapter two, that's it, and that's, you know, basically it, I was hoping we'd go 45 minutes, but we, that was our first break, we actually did pretty good, hopefully we have a, have someone else in here with us, I always promise that, and then no one shows up, <laughs> oh gosh, you know, I don't even think it's that. I think because we always record this, like, around 9 o'clock, they're just like, uh, I'm going to sleep. And it's like, how? It's well, a it's it's a quarantine. You got nothing else to do. Yeah. <laughs> I've been going to sleep at 3 a.m. You got nothing else to do. <laughs> right. 
So yeah, we've been doing pretty good. This has been a momentous month, uh, year, not year, week. It feels like a year because of this damn quarantine. And we're, we're dealing with it slowly but surely. I might end up, you know, gouging someone's eyes out on the friggin' walking track, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Can I pay you 50 bucks? Would you do this to me? No. <laughs> You'll be like this, how do I turn my laptop on? With your eyes closed and shit. <laughs> I, I need a braille computer now. So yeah, that's, you know, it's been a momentous week. We got more for you. Uh, next break, we are talking about Dark Pictures, Ghost of Tsushima, two games I can't wait for. Uh, we're also talking about some more Twitter drama this time. It's pretty fucking funny. I mean, if you're a... If you are... what What's the word? I, the word escapes me. If you're a band that has been relevant since, what, 2000? And you're trying to go after Ice-T, who is still relevant thanks to touring and Law and Order SBU, you're not going to have a good time on Twitter. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about Trapped going after Ice-T. Um, that's what you call uh, a one-hit wonder, sir. <laughs> oh, no, I'm talking about relevancy now. I couldn't think of the word. We're also talking about, you know, some somber news. WWE, you know, getting hit hard by this. They had to drop a lot of wrestlers. We're talking about Josh Trank's Capone, which has been going on. You know, people have been talking about, like, where the fuck is it, Josh? Come on now. Because he had been promoting this. Tom Hardy had been promoting this as well. And we're talking about a victory for the boys. <laughs> you know, not really a victory for the boys, but still, something that you don't really see every day. Adele, the famous singer, had to pay her husband, like, I think, what, $140 million, half of what she makes. Uh, so, yeah, stay tuned and stay as tier. Oh, look at that. Seems we've gone to break. I think this is a good time to let you know that I'm a writer. I've been one since high school, and my novel, Ghost Marshals, Agents of Tenebris, is available right now in paperback and ebook on Amazon.com. It's book one in an ongoing series. And if you're a fan of Mass Effect, Hellboy, and even X-Men, you're going to enjoy this because, like those, it has several elements that I loved from those stories. It will brighten my day if you would check it out. Buy it for your Kindle or order your copy today. Remember, Ghost Marshals, Agents of Tenebris. Stay S-tier. Well, this has been the S-tier podcast. I am your host, Sebastian Martinez. You can follow the S-tier podcast on Facebook. Just search S-tier podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at smartinez82990, smartinez2990 on Instagram, and at stiermartinez90 on TikTok. Also, search Ghost Marshals Agents of Tenebris on Amazon. Stay S-tier.